This is episode number 17 with Sarah Gregg. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. That's A-U-D-I-O. B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Sarah Gregg, and in today's episode, Sarah and I talk about an incredibly important state of consciousness called flow. The term flow was coined by an American Hungarian psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, and he described his state as the secret to happiness. Sarah also talks about how flow states can help us increase happiness, productivity, performance, and how we can tap into our full potentials by consciously designing our lives to experience more flow states daily. She describes the three core conditions for flow to occur, having a clear goal, choosing an optimal level of challenge, and train our brain and attention to perceive and understand immediate feedback. We talk about her upcoming book, Find Your Flow, through which we discover additional interesting topics such as gratitude journaling and morning routines to increase positivity, elevate your day, and find more flow in life. And now a couple of words about Sarah. So Sarah Gregg is a relatable, no-nonsense expert on mindset, happiness, and flow. Sarah is a member of the British Psychological Society, certified NLP practitioner, life coach, and business coach with over a decade of experience in the field. She recently signed her first book deal and is set to release her psychology self-help book, Find Your Flow. The book which gives an insight into what the psychology of flow and how we can add more flow to our lives with a simple journal practice. A digital nomad, Sarah runs her business online and had lived in Bali, Malaysia, Bulgaria, Thailand, Portugal, and is currently based in Copenhagen, Denmark. So without further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Sarah, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to be here. Yeah, such a pleasure to have you on the show. And, you know, I'm really excited about today's topic because... This is one of my favorites, uh, favorite topics, uh, flow. We are going to cover this. And as I mentioned in the very beginning of the episode, you are a certified NLP practitioner, a life coach, and a business coach, but maybe more importantly, an expert on mindset, happiness, and flow. Yeah. So before we dive into this topic, flow, and um, yeah, these exciting details, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself and more importantly, your journey? Uh, how did you get where you are today? Yeah, okay. I'll try and keep it as succinct as possible because it's been quite the varied journey. And um, My background yeah. has always been in, um, in coaching and development. So I studied psychology and went on to train as a careers advisor and then began working with businesses in a coaching capacity. Um, So I worked with a lot of big corporates like Ikea and House of Fraser in Belfast and kind of continued in that, in that, that line of work mainly through just you know full-time employment you know never working for myself and then um I kind of reached my ultimate goal which was um I wanted to be a a business coach and I got a job with a really amazing university um I worked with the European Commission part of my job was to travel everywhere and I'd worked so hard to get to that point 
but I just didn't really feel happy from it. It wasn't everything that I anticipated it to be. And I started to really reflect on, okay, you know, I've been so success driven and probably your stereotypical like overachiever that I think I've lost sight of what I'm doing it for. And I'm not really sure that my cause and effect formula for happiness that if I achieve X, then I will be happy is really working in my life. And so in May 2017, um, we sold our house and myself and my husband um, sold all our belongings and Mm -hmm. quit our jobs and then um, went off on a really kind of incredible adventure to try and run our own businesses and become digital nomads with virtually wow. no idea what that meant. If I'm being like totally honest, I don't recommend this as a strategy. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then um, there's just been, there was a few twists and turns along the way. Mm. I, I sort of, turned my back on on the coaching aspect and the personal development aspect which had always been a passion because I wasn't sure if that was kind of it was that was leading me to my unhappiness I I just felt really stuck but in November 2017 came back to that set up an Instagram account called the power to reinvent I'd done a lot of personal work I discovered I'd been familiar with flow but had really got into the research aspect of it for my own life um started a business, was taken on clients in the January 2018, running workshops, and then flow and synchronicities, if you're familiar with flow, walk hand in hand together. And by just pure alignment, I guess, of talent and opportunity in the July 2018, I posted the journal system for flow that I created just on my Instagram post just because it was working really, really well for me and I thought it would be useful to share. And two days later, I got an email um, from one of my followers who turned out to be a publisher for um, a big publishing house in New York saying, I've read Mm. this post, I love it. Would you be interested in writing a book on it? And that kind of brings us to today. That's amazing. Wow, that's an amazing story. I have a couple of questions. So first of all, for example... How did you get, I mean, you were talking about how you got in touch with flow, but Mm -hmm. more importantly, like, why was this really important to to focus on flow? So I think because my formula for happiness was broken. So when I started to look back at, you know, Mm. how did I get in this position? How have I poured my talent, my energy, um, being so careful about how I'd shape my life, how did I follow that blueprint for happiness and get it so wrong? So I started to just analyze and self-reflect. And a lot of um, philosophies were, you know, be in the present moment, that's where happiness lived. And I couldn't, I wanted to find something where I could feel my best and also perform my best something where I could feel happiness every day without sacrificing my ambition and also to be ambitious without sacrificing that happiness and that's whenever I discovered flow you know it's healed Mm -hmm. by psychologists as a secret to happiness it's the optimal state of consciousness and it really is like having your cake and eating it because you're able to feel happy fulfill your potential and enjoy the journey along the way. So it just felt like a blend of two extremes um, and something that I really wanted more of in my life. The more I read about it, the more I studied it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because the way I actually got in touch with flow was through human potential mm-hmm. and peak performance. So mm-hmm. I got interested in in this concept, like how we can bring the best out of ourselves, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And also in the meantime, having a balanced life, yeah. like not, you know, going crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is how I actually bumped into uh, or stumbled upon uh, Stephen Cutler. Yes. So he's one of the uh, experts on on flow. Like mm-hmm. after, of course, Mihai Cheeks and Mihai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you will talk about this, but this is my way how I got into uh, or stumbled up in flow. Uh, I was interested in peak performance mm-hmm. and how we can, you know, just bring out the potential. So yeah, and and it's 
And flow is amazing for that. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with some of these statistics, but when you're in a flow experience, productivity increases by 500%. So it is a really great way to achieve more in less time. So it, it frees up that time then for your own happiness to so that you're not kind of on this constant treadmill of you know working to fulfill your potential it brings about more of a sense of balance um whilst making sure that you perform at a really high level yeah it's amazing so i think this is going to be one of my favorite topics so you know (laughs) yeah i'm focusing on the mind in general Mm -hmm. like mindset mind uh, meditation everything that is connected to the mind so i'm looking for answers yes uh, connected to that uh, and I think we could deconstruct flow for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Like, what is flow? That is the most fundamental question. Would you define it for the listeners? Of course. I think to help define it, it's important to say what it isn't, first of all, because one of the challenges when defining flow is that there's so many preconceptions about what it is, and they tend to be on two varying scales. So on the one hand, there is the the superhuman, you know, peak performance aspect, but people sometimes believe, oh, well, I can only do that if I'm an athlete, you know, if I'm hurtling down a ski mm-hmm. slope or I'm, you know, on a surfboard or doing kind of like some crazy extreme sports. And then on the other side of the extreme, we have this, you know, just go with the flow, like just passively move through life with like zero discipline, just let the universe carry you in whatever direction. And flow kind of lives somewhere in between these two. Flow is really where we feel our best and perform our best. And it's the bridge between happiness and success. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and there's this, uh, diagram, if I'm not mistaken, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, skills and, and, yeah. um, what's that, uh, challenges and skills, yes. right? Yes. So basically you're describing this, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's right. So there's different core conditions to flow in different aspects, but the diagram that you're referring to is really where is the flow channel. So where we feel most in flow. And that really comes when a task is not too easy that we feel bored. So we can drift into like apathy, you know, disinterest, but also not too challenging that we move into anxiety and overwhelm because in those two states, we don't perform particularly well. Rather, the flow channel is like the Goldilocks zone where it's just right. It's just the right level of challenge that it's going to push you to fulfill that next bit of your potential, um, but not to the point of overwhelm. Yeah, absolutely. And so for the listeners, just to make it a little bit more tangible, like mm-hmm. would you give us some example from your from your own life? Like what are the um what are your experiences when do you get into flow states for example what are those activities yeah so flow i think it's important to recognize flow is unique to each of us it's as kind of unique as our dna or your fingerprint so what flows for one person won't necessarily elicit flow for another Mm -hmm. but how you know that you're in a state of flow um it has certain characteristics like you lose sense of time the sense of self disappears. Um, So if you think about maybe activities in the workplace where maybe it's you're working on a spreadsheet or you're problem solving and you look at your clock and it's like 9, 9 a.m. in the morning and then the next time you glance at it, it's, you know, 1 p.m. and you're like, where's the time gone? I didn't even feel hungry. I've been like totally absorbed in this task. You know, that's flow. For other people, it will be when they give a presentation, when they have a great conversation and a really good way to find flow experiences and why they're so deeply associated with sports, for example, or games is because sports, games, those type of activities, the the structure of those activities lend themselves to flow because they already contain the three core conditions, which is I have a clear goal. Um, so in other words, I know what I'm doing or I act with intention. I have an, there is an optimal level of challenge. So in other words, I perform that task or that goal to the best of my current level of ability. And then the third, immediate feedback. I understand what progress looks, feels, mm-hmm. and sounds like. Wow. Uh, this is really uh, helpful for the listeners, I think. So there are three conditions mm-hmm. to flow. So have a clear goal, optimal level of challenge, mm-hmm. 
and then immediate feedback. So would you tell us a little bit more about these each? So starting with having a clear goal and why is this really important? Yeah, so I think this is honestly probably the most exciting thing about flow for me is because it's been so well developed that psychologists, mainly Milai Jackson-Milai, has narrowed it down to these three core conditions. And through his work, he's shown that flow can occur in almost any activity as long as those core conditions are present. So even in activities that are kind of a bit boring and mundane, you can apply the core conditions to flow to elicit a flow experience. So that can even be Mm. like doing the dishes. So let's take like a really random kind of, you know, example. So if your goal is to do the dishes, um, you know, you've got a stack of dishes, a stack of 20, that's your goal is to complete and wash those dishes and have them on the dryer. Your optimal level of challenge will be how quickly can I wash those dishes? So, you know, not really slowly that you become bored and disinterested and your mind wanders and you end up checking your phone. Not too hard that it's in an overwhelm and that, you know, the kitchen is an absolute chaos because you're trying to go as fast as possible. But maybe you're going to try and wash as many as possible within two minutes. So you set a timer on your phone. And then the immediate feedback will be what you see, hear and feel. So that kind of sensory imagery that our brains love so I see myself wash the dishes as quickly as possible I see myself put them in the the washer and then put them on the rack you know I know what success looks like because when I'm finished the alarm will sound and I will have all my dishes on the drying rack within the 60 second kind of time limit and according to you know the work of psychologists if those core conditions are present then you will elicit flow because you'll be in this state where your brain mainly like the prefrontal cortex which is the part of your brain that sits kind of directly behind your forehead is fully activated and fully engaged so you're almost kind of in the zone when you do the dishes or any other task within your life so you can apply it to work you can apply it to leisure you can apply it to virtually kind of anything wow it's a really great example and you know when i um i was wondering about actually immediate feedback Mm -hmm. like what it what is it so 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 for example let's give you an example i'm i experience flow when when i'm brainstorming or i do some kind of a writing in the morning like you know i'm thinking about my ideas or i'm putting some kind of a system together that i want to work on or having a goal or something and i'm coming from uh, architecture actually so i have an architectural background and in that we you know just uh we have done a lot of uh, sketches and all that stuff and I was always in that flow experience mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when I had this really loss of self-consciousness and all these things mm-hmm. and so but immediate feedback what does it actually mean yeah uh in the flow state so immediate feedback is that you understand what success or progress against that goal looks like so um what So an immediate feedback is processed by the brain through what you see, hear and feel. So a really great example of how that works um, is is with elite athletes and in sports. Mm -hmm. So if I'm an elite athlete and I'm about to kind of ski down a slope, elite athletes will train um, their attention to for with that immediate feedback so that it can process it as quickly as possible so they'll think about you know I feel really confident as I stand on the slope I see myself you know skate down I feel my core engage at this particular point and all that does mm-hmm. is it's just programming your brain so it knows exactly when you're on course and then it can wave like a little red flag in your head when it knows that you're deviating off course so if we look at your example where you're you know creating the the drawings if for example then you're in that process of you know creating uh, drawings or writing or problem solving if then you see yourself maybe check your phone a bit too much or get up and wander or your mind you know drifting Mm -hmm. elsewhere into problems and resistance then you know that that feedback isn't bringing you closer towards your goal so that gives your attention the opportunity to say hey you know, we either kind of engage in this or you allow me to drift off. So immediate feedback is just simply progress. Some of it will feel natural, like when you know 
um, what progress looks like because you're familiar with it. Other parts of it, you need to train your attention to do, which is um, part of the journal system that I've created for Flow. A, a big part of that is mm. training your attention for that immediate feedback throughout your day because we live in a busy world full of distractions. Yeah. Wow, that's really, really helpful. And we will go uh, deeper into that journal. And uh, but before we do that, like I wanted to ask you about these skills and challenges. Like mm-hmm. this is also how can someone, you know, um, how can someone know that my skill is appropriate or or adequate for 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 a for a, for a task? Let's say public speaking. So how can I know that yeah. you know my skills are not stretched too much? Yeah, this is really where as an individual you need to take a degree of responsibility mm-hmm. to, to really tune into that gut feeling and that intuition about how you feel about, you know, public speaking and whether it's a step too far for you at this stage. I think one of our challenges is um, in our kind of social media comparison filled world, there is a temptation to overstretch because we see a lot of people have an immediate success. It looks like they've just woken up overnight hopped on a TED stage, you know, done a TED talk without any kind of background work. And so we feel often this pressure that, well, if they can do that, I should be at that level already. When actually there's a background story and part of the joy of the journey of fulfilling your potential is taking those small individual steps. So it's about one, being honest with yourself about, okay, am I ready to give that presentation in front of a hundred people? How does that really make me feel? Does that bring me into anxiousness and overwhelm? Do my skills, do I really have the skills to achieve that? Or would it be better if I started with a smaller audience? Maybe I start with five people. Maybe I build up my confidence that way and gain some feedback from them as to how I can improve and then eventually work my way up to that 100 mark. So I think it's about really being honest, being in touch with your intuition and looking at, am I just jumping for that 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 thing that looks good to other people, you know, that that immediate success, am I kind of clinging towards it uh, and hoping for the best or am I really ready, you know? And I think that's only something each individual can answer. Yeah. And I suppose that this is mainly through action, right? So not thinking about it, but like experiencing uh, different situations and tasks and all that stuff so that you can know that, yeah, and reflect. Yes, absolutely. Through action and also through it, like future scenarios. So the, the great thing about your brain is it doesn't understand the difference between imagination and reality. So you can really use that to your benefit. So before you maybe like dive into a hundred kind of like people in an audience who are maybe your ideal customers and then ruin it because your skills aren't there yet and that's fine then try just playing that out in your head so visualize you standing up there on that stage how do you feel do you feel equipped do you feel confident do you feel like your message is refined do you feel you have the skills and then just listen to your body's response that gut instinct will give you really really strong feedback about where you are And, you know, it should be a mix of kind of nerves and excitement. You know, that optimal level of challenge should be enough to push you. So it's like that nervous excitement where you're like, oh, I'm so scared, but I'm also kind of really, really excited to do it. Like that's kind of the sweet spot, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, Amazing. So let's talk about your book, Mm -hmm. which is a journal system. So uh, as well, this is called Find Your Flow, The Simple and Life-Changing Practice for a Happier You. Yeah. So what's this all about? Yeah. So um, it's probably best compared to, you know, if you go and buy a mindfulness book, for example, a book about, you know, how to be more mindful, it'll be filled with, you know, the, the science behind mindfulness, how it works, and then and then short practices that you can do in your everyday life. Find Your Flow is a very similar approach, but using the concept of flow. So it's comprised of... Um, the, different aspects of the journal system so you'll you'll read about um like in morning grateful flow you'll learn about the science of gratitude and how it relates into flow and then you'll learn how to practice that particular part of the journal system it's just three uh, three parts in the morning and then one part in the evening and what i love about the journal system is 
it not only enhances the beautiful flow state experiences that we've been describing, um, but also integrates another element unless talked about part of flow, which is what Mihaly Cech and Mihaly called unified flow. And unified flow is when you take the core con- the core kind of conditions of flow and you apply them to your whole life. So you make life a flow experience. And he says that when we do this, that we live in alignment. So every thought, every perception, every action, every feeling is in alignment with the higher vision that you have for your life. And in that way, every part of your life makes sense. The past, the present and the future all form together to create a life of meaning. So it aims to integrate these two aspects together. Wow, that's amazing. So unified flow, we need, uh, it, it contains the three core conditions, right? Yeah, but applied throughout your life. So in unified flow, it's where you take a, a large or a personally compelling goal. So maybe that's to write a book, to give a TED talk, to start your own business, to have a family, you know, whatever that is personally compelling for you. You have that big goal. And then from that, all other smaller goals logically follow. Mm-hmm. So each day you're taking small steps to achieve your bigger vision. And from this perspective, that creates a sense of unified flow. And you live in this place of alignment because every action, every thought, every perception is done in is congruent to what you want to achieve for your life. So everything makes sense and kind of fits together in this beautiful flow experience. That's amazing. Then in this structure or process, I suppose that it's really important how we define that goal, which uh, is it connected to the, to, to the power of goal setting done right? You have this uh, guide on your website. Yeah. So yes. So it, it is, I mean, goal setting is, uh, some people love goal setting and some people are dead against it for kind of maybe not the best reasons because it's failed them in the past. Yeah. But it's important that you set the right type of goals. So, you know, when it comes to the psychology of goals, it's, you know, focusing on something that's personally compelling to you um, that um, is going to develop your skills and help you strive for your potential. So when you have that big goal, and you set it, then the idea is that you'll use the journal system then to take small goals each day to help you work towards that larger vision. Mm-hmm. But goals are so important for us. We are, I mean, I think it was Aristotle that said we are goal-seeking animals. And we are because that's the way our brains are designed. They they need to know what direction to that they need to be pointed in you know they're not and it's not autopilot you know we need to program them and and that's the way that they like to work which is why flow is called the optimal state of consciousness because when you have that goal when you have that immediate feedback it creates in the brain this sense of alignment this sense of inner order and brings you out of that state of cognitive resistance where a lot of energy is wasted on you know worry fear doubt you know all that stuff is is energy um which is why flow enhances productivity because when you remove that and you're able to just fully focus on the task at hand then all your energy is poured into what matters most whether that's an aspect in your work like completing a presentation or you apply that to the wider context of your life where you think wow I had that goal and you know what every day I showed up consistently I give it my all and here I kind of am at the end of the process yeah that's amazing and um in the uh in the flow state you know we or the inner critic disappears as well Mm -hmm. and that's 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 the that's the state (laughs) we want to be in right Exactly. So, and I think that's why, you know, mindfulness, I'm sure you'll know, like through your research and, and your work is, you know, it's it's also kind of a gateway to flow state because when we're in flow, it, it's like, you know, live and breathe in mindfulness. You're just, everything else just falls away. And the happiness that you feel from flow actually follows after the task because during it, you're rarely kind of aware of anything, but afterwards you just feel great. You feel really like happy and, and, and in that alignment. And I think for many of us, you know, particularly people who are peak performers or overachievers, flow is a really beautiful state 
to operate in because it does enable you to fulfill that potential and that ambition that you have to make your signature impact on the world. But it also means that you have the happiness that goes along with it. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. And I wanted to get back to the to the book. Like, uh, who is this yeah, book for? Because you mentioned peak performers, high achievers. Yeah. Like, what's the aim of the book? And also the structure, because it's it has mm-hmm. uh, four parts, yeah, four. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really for anyone who is finding that they're in a sense of overwhelm, that they're juggling multiple different priorities, they're struggling to manage their time. People who have, you know, productivity planners that are filled with all the things that they need to do in work, but probably doesn't mention one thing that they should do for themselves to make them happy because they're the lowest priority on the list. So busy, busy people who want to make the most out of life and believe that, you know, by doing all those things, eventually hopefully it might bring them happiness it's for those people to show them that actually you can perform at your best and feel at your best at the same time and that there's a different way to structure your day yeah and now so not in the future after achieving this and that Yes, because it doesn't work. And there is countless, you know, there is literally reams and reams of philosophers, scientists who all say the same thing. But I think, I think it's, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Carl Jung, the psychiatrist who said like, you know, we have a case of collective amnesia as like a human race because we just forget it all. And we're like, yeah, no, but once I have that, I will be happy. And it's an inconvenient truth. But, you know, the science proves if you chase happiness, you, you you know, you'll be happy and it will raise a little bit, but it won't really kind of impact your life in the way that you think it will. Whereas flow, it does increase your happiness, does increase your performance, does increase synchronicity. So people, opportunities appear, you know, um, mm-hmm. just at the right time. So it means you can achieve more in, in less time. Um, and, and how the journal structured, um, I I developed the journal purely for me, actually. I never thought it would turn into a book. Um, And what I wanted to do was when I read about the three core conditions of flow, which we've discussed, the clear goal, optimal level of challenge and immediate feedback. Mm. It was like, how do I integrate these into my day? And so, you know, sometimes I would remember to do it and then sometimes I wouldn't. I was like, I want something that's more consistent, you know, a practice that I'm able just to weave in without thinking about it. And I journaled at the time anyway. So I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can integrate this into um, a journal system. And so um, it starts off with morning grateful flow, which is a gratitude practice, which most people are probably familiar with. The reason it starts with that is positive emotions and flow go hand in hand because whenever we're feel good, we're able to focus and channel our energies and clarity increases. So you complete that first so that you lay the foundation for flow. The second part is called forward focus, and it's here that you really live with intention. And this is quite different from maybe other journaling systems in that this part of the system involves setting three high value priorities. People might be familiar with those things that you must do that day, but then balancing that with three high flow priorities, things that you want to do that day or activities where you've already found flow. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that the more you kind of discover when you feel in flow the more that you structure your life around those flow experiences so that you can add more into it it's also a space for kind of self-care whether it's you know I'm going to go for a walk in nature I'm going to do my meditation so that those busy juggling you know high performers business owners senior managers wherever they are that actually your self-care is on your list that day And it's done through the structure of a high flow priority. Then you just write out your schedule. And then the last part, which is, I shouldn't really have favorite parts, but but this is my favorite part, is is total flow. Mm. And that is the takes in the core condition of immediate feedback that we've discussed. And when I was trying to figure out how do I integrate this immediate feedback into my life, you know, I looked at elite athletes and how they did it. And they use a process called imagery scripting, where they literally script out their performance using what they will see, hear and feel. And so you script out not necessarily all of your day, but just the parts that matter most to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that way, you train your attention. So before you get up and kind of go into maybe the business of your day, you feel great, 
You've set your clear priorities and you've also trained your attention to know exactly what to look for. And that attention part is really important because there are so many attention thieves out there. I mean, you carry one in your pocket all the time with you. You know, your phone will literally grab and steal your attention at any given opportunity. And your attention is amazing because it shifts um, every 250 milliseconds. So it's really, really fast. So when you program it with see, hear and feel, that's that they're the sensory inputs that it operates off. So by doing that, when you do shift into something that you don't want to be doing, like being distracted and on your phone, you know, um, not working on the task that you said you were going to do or whatever it is, your attention will kind of wave that red flag and it's an opportunity to get back on track. And then the very last part is called nighttime reflection. And this is where you become aware, grow and flow. And that's about leaning into, okay, where did I feel in flow today? What did that, what was that experience? How can I integrate more of that into my life? Celebrating what went well in your day, because I think often we don't celebrate the successes and the small steps that we've made. And then leaning into the lessons that turned up. And it's a really good way to uncover some of those unconscious behavioral patterns. So, for example, if you said in your journal system, I'm going to go to the gym and you've written it down four times that week and every day you find a reason not to go, then that's a really good kind of pattern of behavior that you can lean into and be like, okay, what's going on here? What's the underlying belief? Why am I not going to the gym? How can I vary my routine? You know, do I try and go first thing in the morning because clearly after work, you know, isn't isn't kind of panning out for me. So you can just get curious about the habits in your life and then structure your day in different ways to see if you can change and alter them. Wow, so many great topics, actually. And I want to get back to to gratitude a little bit and morning yeah. journaling. But before we do that, uh, just uh, give give an example for the listeners. For example, how do you structure your day? Like, how do you, you know, when do you get up? Morning routine or in a like a normal general day, so to speak. Yeah. So I think um, it's probably not that exciting. <laughs> but, um, so when I get up, the most important thing is, and this has been, being totally honest, probably the hardest habit to cultivate is when I get up in the morning that I do not check my phone. So I'll get up in the morning, I'll make myself a coffee, kind of like let the brain uh, waken up a little bit. And then I normally bring my coffee into the bedroom and then I start my journal and process from that point. Mm-hmm. The reason for not checking my phone is really important because so much research now, and I'll, I'll give you an insight into one particular study that I find fascinating, proves that our morning mood is really susceptible. So how we, it's literally like waking up on the wrong side of the bed. So how you start your day determines your mood for the rest of the day. So there's a really great study that I think brings us to life, which is by um, a psychologist, you might have heard of him, um, Sean Acor. He studies happiness at Harvard. Um, Michelle Galen, and then it was in association with Arianda Huff, Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they got um, 100 people together, divided them into two different groups. And before 10 a.m. in the morning, they got one group to watch just three minutes of negative news. So like your standard news because there's really yeah. nothing positive on the news and then they got the other group um to watch three minutes of what they called solution focused news so these were like uplifting stories about human achievement like one was a like a 70 year old man i think that got his high school diploma after you know dozens of failed attempts so like the really stories that like renew your faith in humanity and then they mm. monitored their mood throughout the day and what they found was the group that watched just three minutes of negative news in the morning were 27 percent more likely to report wow. feeling unhappy at the end of the day and they concluded that your morning is so fragile and the importance of cultivating your inner mood before you let the thoughts of others in so it's really important and it's hard to do because our phones have become a habit for me that when I get up in the morning that it's about centering myself first, deciding for myself how I want my day to go um, and 
generating that kind of like space of centeredness before I then allow those external factors to come into my day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I experienced both basically. And, you know, when I had this habit of reaching to my phone first time in the morning, I felt reactive, but I, I could feel it. Like if I'm, if I miss my morning meditation, for example, or just, as you said, centering yourself or, or, this this routine then you become reactive and when someone practices both then they can feel the difference mm-hmm. people might not feel the difference because they might have not tried uh you know journaling or meditation or something like that some kind of a morning practice but yeah. there's there's a big difference and this survey is actually yeah really great um, yeah yeah and i love about. I love that language that you've used, you know, that you become kind of reactive and it's so true. And, you know, it it is a habit. And I think a lot of self-care and mindset work, it is self-discipline. You know, there's no magic wand for this, but it's about just the simple little habits, you know, of when I get up in the morning, that's what I do. And I know that that's what makes me feel good. And on the days when sometimes I do mess up and I like, just, oh, well, I'll just quickly check, you know, check my WhatsApp, you know, yeah. and I do notice the difference. You know, I, I, I do feel, I feel it. And then I, you know, inevitably I go back. So I think, you know, it's um, experimenting with what works for you and using your time. Some people have time to do, you know, a workout in the morning, a longer meditation. You know, if you feel like you don't have time for that, then just start with like a small gratitude practice or, you know, or something in the morning and then build mm-hmm. on it from there. Yeah. And so I wanted to give actually uh, listeners some kind of a tangible um, routine or tips like uh, we have this morning grateful flow. Like, how do you do this? Do you do points? Do you write um you know yeah. statements or is it just a free-flowing writing in the journal how how someone can can do it yeah it's just three things that you're grateful for that day mm-hmm. so really three things. Up, three things um it's really important with gratitude that you really feel grateful for them so that you you know when you write the statement you maybe just pause and kind of reread it back to yourself it's also great to mix it up. So like if you find yourself writing the same things every day, then that's not really going to elicit those feelings. And to think of unusual things like, you know, um, I'm grateful that I have running water from my tap. You know, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for my coffee in the morning. I'm grateful for that book that I read. You know, I'm grateful for the the rain that's outside because it nourishes the plants, you know, whatever it is. And it yeah. really brings your attention into the little things because our brains are predisposed to look for the negatives because that's how we've evolved as humans and that's how we've survived by looking at dangers and, you know, things that aren't right. Mm. But there's so much in the world that does go right. You know, your bus turns up in time, you know, you have, you're able to buy your lunch from the canteen, you have money in your bank, you know, you have friends. And when you start to kind of look at all the little things and how amazing they are, it, it makes you realize that you have so much already and your life is rich and full as it is. I'm like, what a great way to wake up in the morning with that reminder. Like, I just think it's it's so simple. It doesn't cost any money. It just needs a pen and a paper and your own thoughts. Um, and just one other quick tip, because I think sometimes this is where people can go wrong with gratitude is it's not about comparing mm-hmm. yourself to other people. Or talking about what you don't have. So, for example, you know, I'm grateful Mm. that I'm not, you know, Lucy in my work who just lost her job. You know, that's not gratitude. That's not what it is. You know, or I'm grateful I'm not Emily who's really sick at the minute. You know, it's not about that. It's about not other people, what you're grateful for in your own life. And it's got so many proven benefits, particularly for relationships. So, you know, if you're it's proven that if you write about people that you're grateful for in the morning through your relationships, that it's like a booster for those relationships, that it really improves the quality of them and um, and the love that you feel for people. So yeah, it's just great. And it's so easy. So lovely. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I, uh, I I did gratitude journaling in the evening, which mm-hmm. in your case is the night, nighttime reflection, which is yeah. rather reflecting on the day, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, some people can do gratitude in the evening, but because Mm -hmm. this journal system is designed specifically for flow, when you Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning, it's really important that you cultivate an inner state 
of positivity mm. because you're able to focus. So, yeah. um, and then in the nighttime reflection, because you're celebrating your wins, I guess that can be a form of gratitude. So you're kind of ending your day on a high where you're saying, not necessarily using the word grateful, but you're thinking about, you know, I'm really proud of myself that that tax form I was meant to return, that I did it today, even though it made me feel yeah. uncomfortable. Or I'm really proud that, you know, I got back to that client and responded well to their complaint or had that awkward conversation or whatever it is. Because we do so many yeah. little things throughout our day. And, you know, so often we're too busy just to pat ourselves on the back and be like, that, you know, that wasn't easy, but that that was really great what you did today. And, and to learn how to reward yourself rather than rely on the validation or praise from other people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mornings are really important. And uh, what I actually do just to share with the listeners, I read a book uh, oh, that is really inspirational. So I don't journal actually in the morning. So before I, you know, touch my phone and everything, uh, just as you, the coffee and the book mm -hmm. that is really inspirational or helpful in, in my life in the current moment. You know, if, if I'm working on something on my mindset or something like that, then I read such books in the morning that can mm -hmm. set set the tone um, yeah. of the day. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I just wanted to share this. And yes, um, and you prepared some free freebies for the listeners. Yes. So um, I think you'll provide the links, but on my um, business website, which is The Power to Reinvent, there's a free uh, ultimate goal setting guide with a clarity setting template and a goal setting template that you can download for free. Um, also mm. at the minute, the book um, Find Your Flow is available I don't know when this will go out. So it's either on sale now or it's available for pre-order. Um, it's uh, is published on the 7th of January, 2020. And if you yeah. head to the website, findyourflowthebook.com, um, there is a free goal setting for Focus and Flow Masterclass, which is 70 minutes long. It will talk you through unified flow, flow experiences, and then how to use your journal to achieve those goals that, matters mo that matter most. And if mm -hmm. you pre-order the book, all you have to do is just enter your receipt number and then you get the course for free, which is great. Mm -hmm. And yeah. That's amazing. People are going to find uh, the links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, talking about different kind of books, like I was wondering, uh, what do you read or what have you read that changed your life mindset? Could you uh, recommend something yeah. to the listeners? Yeah, uh, so many books. I have too many books. <laughs> I think I have like a bit of an addiction. Um, I'm reading a really lovely book at the minute, which is um, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. Um, and it's wow. a really beautiful book. I think um, for me, the reason why I would recommend it is it's written um, in conjunction with the Dalai Lama and then a psychologist. So it's this beautiful blend of um, Eastern and Western. And it takes a lot of the psychology and spirituality and combines the two together. And it's just a really simple easy uplifting reads that really makes you think about your life and think about your emotions and really puts into context you know we see so much on social media that statement you know you're more powerful than you realize all your power lies within you and actually when you you know when you read this book and when you really start to get into it you know and and even with flow you realize that that's not kind of motivational rah-rah that actually it is possible with some mindset work and some inner discipline so yeah I definitely recommend that book and my own of course you know <laughs> it's yeah. a great read. sounds like a morning book actually yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so any any other books maybe or um, I've also read recently um, Happy by Darren Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's quite famous in the UK. No, so in the UK, he's a famous magician. So maybe not like your stereotypical person that would write about happiness. Um, but it's a really, really great book. It's a big book. It's a thick book. It's about... Um, kind of stoic um philosophy and really kind of deconstructs the the, the concept of happiness and I like both those books because um they give elements of the theory but then also kind of the practical aspect as well and then the last book 
which really helped me and for anybody that's kind of struggling to maybe find their purpose or is going through a bit of a career change. There's a really great book um, called Designing Your Life. And it's really wonderful for anyone that's maybe it's it's mainly meant for like students and graduates, but it's totally useful for adults. I used it whenever I quit my job and I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And it's a lovely way just to kind of refocus with what your purpose is, because I think often, particularly at the end of a year, start of a new one, a lot of people start to think about, you know, what exactly am I doing with my life? What's my purpose? And sometimes that relates to a career. So that's a great bit as well. Wow, purpose. So we haven't talked about purpose maybe in another episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big time. topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's it's a great book and uh thanks for thanks for sharing these. And so before I ask my last question, tell tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you online. Yeah, so probably the best uh, where I'm most active is Instagram and you can find me at the handle at the power to reinvent. Um, and yeah, just connect with me there. Um, or if you're kind of not social media friendly and you don't necessarily like it, then you can contact me via my website. So findyourflowthebook.com or thepartoreinvent.com. And I'd be mm-hmm. delighted to hear your comments on this, answer any questions um, or take any feedback or just connect with other people that love the concept or are curious about flow. Mm, amazing and so my last question is talking about purpose what is your mission and the legacy that you want to live i love this question but it's really hard (laughs) um i think to fulfill my potential and to feel the joy of striving for it you know i just think Mm. that if each day i can show up i think my purpose is to help people particularly busy people, slow down and implement simple ways just to take the weight out of life. And that's really my goal. That's what I want to help people to to do is I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the weight of life and it feels like a struggle and it feels like a burden. And just to show that just some very, very simple practices that work with your mindset can just ease that burden, help you regain control and just make the most out of the adventure that is life. You know, yeah, it's it's just such a great experience whenever you stop trying to solve it and you just start experiencing it. Yeah. Wow, beautiful as said. I'm getting the goosebumps, yeah. you know, human potential and yeah, fulfilling it. Yeah, that's what we're here today, I think. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this and thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your amazing questions. And I love talking to someone who already has an experience of flow and such deep knowledge of it already. So thank you so much. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.